It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Micah Parsons has been absolutely phenomenal for the Cowboys this year, but has he been their best defender? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We are getting to your Twitter questions today. But before we begin, Landon, I just want to say yesterday I was very depressed with football. I just <laughs> it felt like this whole season was just kind of a slog. I wasn't excited about anything. I, I didn't like the, the week seven games. And then the Viking or the, the 49ers lose to the Vikings, and I feel great again. It's, it's, a, it's a new day. I got to say, I I was live tweeting it last night. I had a magical experience with a YouTube TV split screen uh, watching the 49ers Vikings and then the, uh, for all you actual Dallas-based sports fans, the the Rangers and and the Houston Astros play against each other. And uh, it was quite, quite sports reinforcing uh, to to see both of them kind of pull through and and kind of put more faith back into uh, my Dallas-based sports team. So. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think that loss was enormous for the Cowboys. It puts them right back in the mix uh, at the top of the uh, top of the the the, uh, the NFC. Uh, but the, they still need to take care of business, and they need to come out of this bye week uh, swinging and, and need a big win this week against the Rams. I'd also like to take a little bit of credit for the 49ers losing streak. After they okay. scored the first touchdown against the Browns, I tweeted, "It's going to be a long time before the 49ers lose again." Since that tweet, they're zero and two. So you're welcome, mm-hmm. Cowboy fans. Off to well I'm, 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 I'll do the sports jinx tweet every once in a while. The hit rate's like ninety five percent. So just, if we need just one, keep, just let me know. Just keep picking cow- uh, the Cowboys opponents each week, and that, that's that's uh, how we need to uh, we we need to make sure that that power use. Properly. Listen to the crossover show this week. I can you'll guarantee that it happens. Uh, all right, let's uh, <laughs> let's get to your Twitter questions. We've got some really good ones. The first one is from Christian. He wants to know. Who has been the Cowboys' best defensive player this year, and why is Demarcus Lawrence so underappreciated? And one more thing: should the Cowboys try extending him now? I mean, we, we well, let's banty about the second part uh, late in a second, but I, I think it's a good point. I think Demarcus Lawrence has every right to be considered currently uh, the 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 best performing defender on this team. I think Micah Parsons has been incredible. There's absolutely zero doubt about that, and. Part of Demarcus Lawrence's success, obviously, is being fed by the presence of Micah Parsons. There's absolutely no denying that. But I think the way that Demarcus Lawrence has played this year so far and, and produced so far this year, 
uh, is at a level that's as good as any defender in the league, honestly. I mean, oh, you know, maybe outside of uh, 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 Miles Garrett or uh, yeah. really maybe just him. Uh, I, I think that, you know, he's really shown that he's with all the the attention taken away to Micah Parsons with, with all the kind of single one-on-ones with the opportunity to move around a little bit on the defensive line. Uh, Lawrence has shown kind of a, a fountain of youth type of a situation in his career. Uh, but but it's, it's not terribly surprising me. The guy has a game that we feel like is going to age really well. It's, it's technique-based. He's not purely athletic-based uh, player. No. Uh, no. So uh, it, I, it's not surprising. And, and to kind of get to the second question, let's talk about the mechanics of the, of the contract aspect yeah. of it. But as far as the desire goes, yes, I want more of Demarcus Lawrence if that's the question. By the way, Michael Parsons has played like 150 more snaps and he's yeah. been more productive. So yeah. I'll still give the, the nod to, to yeah. Parsons. But in terms of like efficiency, Lawrence has been incredible this year. So this this isn't to take away from anything from Parsons because Parsons is still on FanDuel, the, the defensive player of the year leader. Like we know what he is. It's just yeah. that Demarcus Lawrence is having arguably the best season of his career and he's getting a 10th of the notoriety a 20th yeah. of it right no no absolutely the ah. the ratio of 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 uh of accolades to production is is not nearly uh even enough we we're trying to eat, balance it out a little bit more all right so let's go over the contract so he's playing this year on a cap number of 17.1 million only 1.65 million in guarantees he got a lot of guaranteed money up front and a signing bonus but Next year, zero guaranteed money on his contract. His cap number is $20.4 million. And then in 2025, there's a void year where his cap hit is $7.4 million. Again, he'll be 32 next year. But I'm, I think I would be interested in adding another year to his contract, maybe smoothing out that cap number a little bit more. Maybe you get it closer to like, what is it, a combined, I'm looking at it now, what, $28 million? Maybe you try to get it to be like 13 or 14. Yeah, 13 like to 14. And you add a little bit more guaranteed money and some more incentives for Demarcus Lawrence. And probably the best way to do the incentives is based on games played or snaps played. Because what you know when he plays, he's going to be awesome. Yeah. And, and I think that that's, you know, this whole situation has extended Demarcus Lawrence's career. I mean, the years previous to this, when we were living and dying on his injury report and then the idea of whether he was going to make it in the game. And then when he got to the game, we had to play him 60 plus snaps in order to, to, to play decent defense, to have a chance to have a chance. Now he is one of a crowd of really talented players, obviously the, sticks out even with Michael Parsons in there. Um, but he's only having to play half as many snaps. And th- that means he's playing at an incredibly high efficient rate. It's helping his, the wear and tear of his body. Uh, we won't mention the things that haven't been happening to him that have happened to him in the past. Uh, and, and I think that, that, that all these things are creating a positive feedback loop for the health of his you know, body and the health of his career. Uh, and so I, I, as long as the situation is this, is similar to this where – we're not reliant on him to go out and produce at 50 plus, you know, snaps a game that there's other guys that can come in and give healthy rotations and good snaps. Yeah. I'm, I'm in on signing him for another, for another year, extending him another year. Cause I do think that, that he can play this sort of game uh, at this level uh, for several more years, just because of the, of the way his game is. It's, it's a, it's a technique based game. Now, if he was 33 or 34, I would say, no, I'm, 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 I think I'm against that, but he's 31 right now. His contract takes him again through his age 32 season. We've seen guys that are, I would say, similar talents like Justin Houston play well 
into their mid to late thirties. We've seen Brandon Graham for the Eagles. Now he's getting really up there in age. And I think his game is starting to climb, but even the last couple of years, you know, at age 34 and 35, giving Philadelphia quality snaps. I, I think I'm certainly interested in at least tacking on one more year to tanks contract. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, again, just looking at the way his game has aged and we talk about the technique aspect, but also he's, you know, he's doing the things that you see these guys who last longer do, right? He's, getting a little more spelt. He's losing a little bit more weight. He's focusing on technique. He's taking care of his body in a way that, that uh, he hadn't maybe in previous years. So uh, he looks to be in it for the long haul. He looks like one of those guys that you see that plays solid football until he's, you know, 35 years old, 34 years old. So I, I'm definitely interested in at least getting another year. And then, you know, let's see what happens after that year. And I think you probably do that contract extension, probably not during the season this year, but probably this offseason. You probably wait to see how the rest of the year goes, how his body is feeling after the year, because that's the other thing that we we didn't account in. There's a chance that Demarcus Lawrence just wants to play this last year and be done. He's got a big Mm -hmm. family. He might want to just – he's already been in the NFL. Is this year 10 for him? He might feel like, hey, after 11 years, I'm good. I I, I don't need to put my body through any more – but I think next offseason is when you try to figure that out. I agree. Yeah. I, it seems like he's having more fun this year than he oh, has in previous years. And he's more more involved in media stuff and being more, you know, kind of vis- visible. I, I tend to think that he's enjoying himself. I'm hoping he comes back again. All right, Leon, let's answer some more Twitter questions, including what is the Cowboys' best personnel grouping so far? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% 100 certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is so easy to create a job post on LinkedIn Jobs. All you have to do is add your job and then the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster, Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL. That is linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We also want to let you know that this show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. This is the most fun I've had ever playing DFS. You can win up to 25 times your money this football season. There's so many different stats to choose from, so many different players. They also have the Price Picks reboot policy, which will reboot your entry if one of your players gets injured in the first half but does not return. They have this available for the NFL and the, co- t- the college football top 25 games. Again, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use promo code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match 
up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that the Locked On NFL kickoff live show is here every Friday. Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchups, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Later, let's get to our next question. This one from Gorn, an everydayer. Do the Cowboys have a personnel grouping on offense that they can hang their hat on? Huh. Well, well, they do have a personnel grouping that they do hang their hat on. I don't know if that, that they necessarily should be so much. I mean, they clearly are a 11 personnel team. I mean, they, they're running it at a high rate, probably close to 50% of their plays are in, out of 11 personnel. Um, so I, I think that that's kind of where they would like to, you know, hang their hat as far as, you know, being the, the kind of regular formation that they can run the vast majority out of, of their plays out of. Uh, but I, I think the issue is that they've had kind of inconsistent results from, and, and this doesn't just uh, extend to just the, the, the 11 personnel. I think this is a problem in 12 as well, is that they've had kind of mixed results from those last of the roster, uh, the substitute guys. It, right? say, it feels way. like they have four skill guys they could rely on. Tony Pollard, CD Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and Jake Ferguson. It's that last one that is giving them so many problems right now. And even Cooks hasn't produced at a level that we would have no, hoped so no. far. So it's that's the issue is that, you know, you've got talent at each one of these spots. And and I, I do think that eventually that's going to sort itself out. I just I, I believe in it, uh, but it isn't. It hasn't so far. And, and uh, I think that even when you've gotten Gallup having good games, it's like you can't seem to manage to get all three of these guys on, on, on a, a same page or you can't get the tight ends going the way that you wanted to. So uh, I think there's a couple of younger players in this team that kind of just need to sort some things out specifically at the tight end position that will make that personnel group a little bit better. And then I think just getting a little bit better usage, hopefully figuring out how to use Brandon cooks a little bit will help open things up more for Gallup because I, I feel like with Gallup, it's whether or not the you know kind of predefined routes that they throw to Gallup all the time work at, or not against the team that you're playing, and that's what's going to determine whether Gallup has a good game against New England. He had you know he was like five for five and had like sixty yards or something, and against uh, against the Chargers he was you know whatever it was two for ten or whatever the the, the, mm-hmm. the target share was. So I think that they need to find a way to unlock Cook a little bit more, Cooks a little bit more, and then use Gallup in a way that isn't so like high variance. Like don't they like, don't only throw him the ball in, in, in a highly contested situations and then do that 10 times a game, you know, like I just think that the, the, I just don't the, know how to do the that usage Gallup anymore. Like, cause I don't, he's actually not bad if you run like some wide receiver screens, but I don't think that's his calling card. Right. And I think a lot of his game is throwing the ball to him down the field, but that's just going to lend yourself into a lot of, contested catch stuff so how do you get him some easy touches in the flow of your offense right now slants digs i i don't understand i watched that whole minnesota 49ers game and the thing that made me 
happy was the result. But the thing that made me pissed was that they were the Minnesota basically played the offensive game plan that the Cowboys should have played, right? Attack the middle of that defense. Send them, send them long, make their their incredible linebacker hoof it all the way down 40 yards on the field and then attack underneath send dig routes slant routes in the cross the middle throw the ball in the middle of the field to your tight end for god's sakes yeah like I mean, you know a big game yeah and so i think that's you know let's let's see gallop with some more slants let's see gallop with some more dig routes you know let's let's see him in this intermediate area that is more than just go deep and then fake like you're going deep and stop like th- there's more to the route tree that we've seen him run before and it just seems like this kind of insistence. And, and I, again, maybe it's not that they're not calling it. And maybe it's that Dak's not throwing it, but throw the ball in the middle of the field, attack the middle of the field a little bit more. And I think that you're going to have a little bit better results against some of these teams that are, that have these incredible linebackers that are able to kind of uh, uh, seal off the top end of the field, make them pay for that, yeah. make them come down and to cover the middle of the field. That's why, I mean, this isn't the solution to the the problem that the Cowboys have right now, but I do want to see Tolbert a little bit more because I think that's one spot that he does better than Gallup. I think he's just better in the middle of the field for whatever reason. I think he's a little bit more wiry, and I think he just has a good feel of how to get open on zones and that kind of stuff. a little more physical, right? It feels like he's a little more physical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The other question I had for you is, do you think – this is a personnel issue. Is it a scheme issue or is it an execution issue? Kind of figuring out their best personnel grouping. I think it's an execution issue or, I mean, I, I think it's, I, I think it's still them trying to figure out how to best use these guys, you know? And, and like they've, they've kind of sorted out like the best way to get the ball to CD lamb a little bit, but I, I think they're still trying to figure out the the configuration of where and how to use cooks and, and gallop there's times when i feel like the cooks and gallops will need to be flopped right like <laughs> yeah i agree trying, like there's times when cooks needs to be the guy that's going down the field to like actually press uh the yeah. the, the 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 second secondary back and, and 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 gallop should be the guy that's coming in across the field underneath to catch these kind of middle of the field balls and so uh i do think that they need to kind of sort out a little bit better like whole field concepts that include all three wide receivers, because it does feel like there are too many times when they go through the offense and the a first read isn't there. And Dak doesn't have great second and third options based on where he There's no the safety valves that aren't behind the line of scrimmage. Well, it just feels like the timing is off, right? It feels like by the time he gets to the safety valve, it's too late. Or he gets to that second or third window and he's late in the window. And I don't know if that's like, you know, it's, it, we're not offensive coordinators. So it's, it's impossible for us to tell whether that timing is because the wide receiver took an extra step or took too long to get where he needed to go. Or if Dak is getting to his second read too late, but it just feels like there isn't like perfect sync yet in like where, how quickly and where Dak is getting to his progressions and versus where the wide receivers are supposed to be in those progressions. I want to talk a little bit more about Brandon Cooks because we just haven't really seen any deep shots to him at all in the first five, you know, six games of the season. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I use the Game Time app all the time. I love it so much. Game Time is the only ticketing app 
that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what you're going to be looking at when you get to your event. The all-in prices show your total upfront so that you know you're going to get a great deal without any hidden fees. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Use promo code LOCKEDONNFL, all one word, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, Landon, our last question here uh, comes from John. He wants to know the Cowboys took a lot of shots downfield to Brandon Cooks early in training camp, but we haven't seen it at all. It, it, during the season, what's going on? Can we expect more of them after the bye week? I'm wondering how much of this is, you know, I, I think part of it is how the Cowboys are being played, you know, and, and the defense that, that the, 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 the being presented to the Cowboys because of Brandy Cooks being there. But I also wonder how much of this is tied to league wide trends. You know, the, the, the shocking numbers uh, of league wide offenses, uh, is is something that I think that we as individual Cowboys fans don't talk about enough that, you know, a lot of the regression league-wide that's happening with offenses is, is similar to what the Cowboys are seeing. Mm-hmm. There's less team scoring in red zone. There's just less points being scored overall. In fact, I, I think I read somewhere that they're on pace for the lowest point totals like is in like almost 20 years or something. I believe like it. That. Um, and, I saw and, a stat yesterday. I I want to make sure I get it right, but mm-hmm. Josh Allen through the first six games is like five of 60 on passes thrown beyond 20 air yards. Yeah. Yeah. It's shocking how inefficient he's been throwing the ball down the field. And and I think that, you know, there's been lots of talk about the, the why here. I've heard different things from, you know, this is finally some of the uh, 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 rules kind of catching up a little bit to offenses, specifically things like, uh, uh, illegal man downfield penalties, which is mm-hmm. kind of uh, putting a, a damper on some of the RPO stuff, but that doesn't necessarily, uh, 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 I, you know, I'm sorry, I'm kind of figuring this out as I'm speaking. I'm wondering if that, if that lack of, of usage of RPO has really killed a, a one of the major tools that offenses use to counteract uh, uh, shell coverages that have become popular in, in, yeah. in defenses now, right? It's just a way to kind of make defenses wrong even when they have that extra man in the box. But I regress. I, I, I think the point is, is that 
I think it's a combination of teams anticipating that Cooks is a deep threat and not wanting to get beat that way, and so just kind of preemptively sending sending shell coverage his way, or or at least putting a topper on him. And then on top of that, I think that there are league wide trends where teams are just playing more shell coverage, playing more keep it in front of you coverage, uh, and that the Cowboys are you know just part of something that's happening across the league where defenses just aren't allowing the big play. They are understanding that the only way to counteract uh, a defense that is taking the ball away at a high rate is to create big plays. Yeah. Uh, and, and and so I think this, again, why we, to go back to the DAC conversation in the offseason about interceptions, this is why the talk about interceptions wasn't as uh, uh, concerning to us because we understood that interceptions are going to happen, but that they can be counteracted by continued big plays that were happening in the offense. And that's what, what our point was, is a lot, keep allowing Dak to cook because it will overcome uh, yeah. uh, you know, some of these turnovers. Defenses have caught on to that. And now they're trying to do both in equal measures. Stop uh, to take the ball away, obviously, but but more importantly, to force offenses to drive the ball the length of the field, uh, you know, putting in a bunch of snaps where you know more and more opportunity for things to go wrong. Uh, and not allowing offenses to take huge chunks out of them uh, and just score easy points. I think the Cowboys need to take more shots. I would like to see the more max protect and, you know, have three guys out on route, Cooks down the field, CD in the middle, and then an outlet like Jake Ferguson or whatever. I would love to see that. However, you can kind of look at the schedule and go game by game and understand why they haven't taken more shots. Week one against the Giants, they were up by so much so early they didn't need to, and it was raining out. Okay. Yeah. Week two against the Jets, the the Jets have a really good secondary. We just saw the, the week before Buffalo threw three interceptions down the field. So the Cowboys played kind of a dink and dunk style of offense where they were able to put up 30 points. The following week against Arizona, that's probably the game they needed to take shots. Yeah, It was also the game they were without three starting offensive linemen. They, I just don't think they felt comfortable enough leaving Dak in to get hit with those three guys. Um, you know, Week four against New England, New England's notorious for not giving up big plays down the field. You play the 49ers in week five. I mean, the Cowboys offensive line was terrible that game. And then in week uh, six against the Chargers, again, another shell defense that's notorious for not giving up plays over the top. So, I again, I think they need to make sure that they are taking more deep shots, but you can understand maybe why they haven't done so in the first month and a half of the season. Yeah, and that's the other thing to remember here is that even though this is the bye week and it seems a little weird, we're only in week seven. You know, like it's 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 we're 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 not even halfway through the season yet. So uh, the sample sizes aren't quite yet that there yet, and and we all know what September football looks like, which has been you know four of these six games that we played so far. I, I don't want to get into our preview yet of the Rams game, but to me, this is a game where you take shots down the field. You're at home against a team that doesn't really have any edge rushers. And the cornerback that's likely going to be covering Brandon Cooks is Deion, uh, Darren Kendrick, who ran a 4.94 at his pro day. Like That's, that's the fast. guy that you want to be targeting down the field. I wouldn't be surprised if we get multiple shots to Brandon Cooks early in this game, 30, 40, 40 air yards. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I mean, again, I, I do think that this is like this is the game – where we're hoping to see a lot of corrections, right? Like, yeah. so there's, yeah, and not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I do think that there's lots that we're going to be watching for this game to see 
where are things tinkered with in this offense? How how do the tight ends look? How do yep. the younger the rookies look after kind of getting a, a breath to kind of reevaluate some things? I think seeing whether or not Brandon Cooks, you know, gets some more deep shots is another one of those things that we're gonna like check off our list for post buy improvements by this Cowboys offense. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to make or we want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Go check out the show on YouTube. We post shows every single day over there. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.